no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we preview the Thursday night matchup against the Washington Commanders at much, much more. Ada, man, boy, busy week for us, man. We back on the mic again, son. <laughs> yeah, man, we keeping it moving, man. Thursday night football, man. Quick turnaround, not only for the team, but for Prez and Dub, man. Hey, they putting us to work around here, putting us to work around here. We underpaid. <laughs> we underpaid. <laughs> I need more money. DraftKings, we need more money. <laughs> yes, sir, man. But listen, all this, as, as we mentioned the other day, when we, when we chatted with you guys, you know, the loss against the Vikings, you know, we don't do moral victories. But I'll tell you one thing, man. I'm hoping, man, that this team can build off of that outing that they had in the second half against the Vikings, man, because that was encouraging, A-Dub. And I'm really hoping that this matchup against the Commanders, there's going to be some, some food for the soul for our Chicago Bears, my guy. Man, I think I like what I saw uh, the last couple games. I will say uh, with Justin Fields, for as you and I will talk a lot about Justin Fields and seeing him continue to make progress. I mean, I've been very much encouraged by watching how they played last game as well. So yeah, man, I think against the Commander team, we do have a good shot of winning that game. No, I think we do as well. Now, A Dub, I got to ask you before we get into the matchup itself. There's been a lot of debate, man, about these orange jerseys and these orange helmets. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that, man? Because I, when I was looking at it online, I was like, that's interesting. It's an interesting look. I know some people like the orange better than – maybe some people like the traditional, right, the, the blue. But for me, it's like, man, I really don't care. As long as those guys ball out in them, we all good. But I never really got too much into that part of it, man, because I really don't care. I got an orange jersey here. Remember the orange Justin Fields jersey? So oh, yeah, I'm that's all right. Good. You do. Well, see, you're going to fit right in there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So long, good. With the colors, I got no issue with it. Well, I, so for me, like, when I saw it, the alternate orange jersey isn't new. I think it's just that helmet that they're pairing it with. I think yeah. that's the thing that's got everybody all in their yep. fucking feels about. I'm like, man, we need to relax. <laughs> you know, all these teams do this stuff now with these jerseys and, 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 and helmets and whatnot. Exactly. It's a universal thing, man, now that's going on through the NFL, so. Listen, I don't give a shit what damn jerseys that they wear. As long as they go out there and compete and, and play hard and, and get us a dub, that's all I care about, man. And at the end of the day, nobody's going to care about what kind of helmet you had on after that. <laughs> Win that you lose. <laughs> that's right. That's true that. I mean, because we got a Washington team, man. They're coming off of a disappointing loss themselves. They lost to the Titans on Sunday, and that was yep. their fourth straight loss. And so when I'm looking at this matchup, A-Dub, for me, this is only the second time all season that the Bears are going to have a game where they're the favorite. So this, to me, is a game that's winnable. You know, I know that a lot of people are going to sit here and say, well, you can't never tell with this team. True. But from what I'm looking at right now, I think that we're trending in the right direction, A-Dub, and we're getting a commander's team at the right time that I think is going in the opposite direction. That's a good point you said that with that commander's team, where they are right now, Chris. You're right. They are struggling, the commanders. They have some internal issues going on, probably with quarterback as well, as well as defensive personnel. I, I get all that. And you're right. The Bears are on the other side. 
making progress. So you're right. We maybe catch this team at the right time to where, hey, we're on our way moving up in the right direction as we talked about our passing game. And then also we got Montgomery back. We saw some good signs from him as well. So I think the Bears are right now probably can take, take this game here and move on. Now, one thing to kind of keep note of, Matt Adams is going on IR. So he's going to miss the next four games. He's been battling that calf injury. So when I saw that, definitely a loss there. Joe Thomas is probably going to be the next guy up. But, man, I'm wondering, man, when are we going to see preseason hero Sanborn? I would love <laughs> to see him get a crack at it, man. I'm like, hey, what's up? Wait, what, 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 what boy Sanborn? You know what, Prince? We haven't mentioned Sanborn name in a little while, man. I kind of miss him, too, because he kind of brought some excitement, you know, of course, in the preseason. He seems to be a humble guy, man. I like Sanborn, so I do hope he gets some chances, man. Because when you think about Matt Adams, right, I thought he was pretty decently reliable out there for us. I mean, if if you looked at it, he was in position. Yeah. You know, he he made plays out there. But honestly, man, I think it might be Sanborn time. Matty Bufloos, what say you, sir? What say you, sir? <laughs> What's on your mind, Bufloos? What's up, man? <laughs> so, I mean, when you look at this game on paper, though, A-Dub, I mean, the Washington Commanders, their offense, not so good. I mean, Carson Wentz is the quarterback. Audience, you guys know how I feel about Carson Wentz. I don't even have to repeat what I fucking feel for this guy. I'm not going to trash him ahead of the matchup, but I'm just going to tell you this. I feel really goddamn good about our chances going up against that guy. I will tell you that much. Put the game in Carson Wentz hands. <laughs> you know, but the one thing, though, we're fortunate in this matchup because the Washington Commanders, they do not run the football well. That's been our Achilles heel on defense is stopping the run, right? Now you got a Washington Commanders team that's coming in here. They don't run the ball well. You got a quarterback that I just feel like <laughs> doesn't have it. You know what I mean? And they have actually some decent weapons there in that offense, man. McLaurin is a beast. You know what I mean? They have that young promising rookie from Penn State, uh, Dotson. I think he's good. They yeah. have a good tight end, Logan Thomas. They have weapons. But the problem is that offense is just disjointed. They just got too much bullshit going on with the commander's team. They just got Robinson back, right? He's that kid, you know, that you already know what happened with him, Chris, with getting shot and robbed. He's back now. That was that um, was a tough situation, man. Yeah, it was, man. And I'm just happy to see the kid back out playing football again, right? Because, I mean, you're right. It's very tough to see anything happen to someone. But to your point about the team itself, getting them back, I'm not sure what his value is going to be to the team moving forward, how Wardy can make progress and move this team along. But I'm quite sure he's going to be a guy that's going to be part of their running back core, and they're going to try to make him play a big role in what they're trying to do against the Bears. Because you mentioned the point out about our defense. We have struggled in the run game. We'll see where he flies in at against that. True. Now, I, I, I got to say this. This is going to be some slight shade. These Thursday night football games have not been good, A-Dub, this season. I'm, like, looking at the lineup <laughs> of these games, and now I'm looking at this one, too, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, people outside of our, our market. Because yeah. a lot of times, those people are like, I don't want to watch that damn game. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. These two, these two bad teams. What are we doing? Exactly. They, like, don't see the same trash stuff we've been seeing. The past few weeks on Thursday. I'm back to what you said about Justin Fields. I mean, we all as Bears fans have to feel good, man. He's coming off his best game of the season. I think yeah. he took a really big step forward in his development, A-Dub, despite mm -hmm. what was going on with them damn receivers and that offensive line, man. And that, that bodes well for a kid like that because even though all those things around him weren't working well, he still looked confident. He looked poised out there, and he was decisive. And that was a talented Minnesota team that he was going up against. It was. So, that's something that he could build upon. And that's why when I'm looking at this matchup, even though it's a short week, I'm an A-Dub, man. We got a struggling commander's team coming in here. Justin should light it up. 
Yeah, he should have lighted up, Fred. He should have a good day and lighten it up. We're talking about who the ball going to go to. You know the bank should be open, Fred, the money moon, for sure, if that's going to happen. <laughs> it better be open. This, this the day. I'm like, this bank is never open. I'm like, what are we, what are we talking about, man? It's a month. When is bank open? <laughs> They got they got they got some crazy hours at that bank of yours, eh, Doug? <laughs> hey man, look, friends, we had to break into it, man. We already picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> now all we gotta do now is I told you we gotta walk through the door now, man. So that's it, man. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I hope so. I hope for your sake. I hope when you when you walk in there, all that money's there. I hope it's all there. That's all we hope before. Kind of speaking through some things that I think are positive going into this matchup for us. Jalen Johnson, potentially A-Dub, is going to return, potentially, right? right? And then also, Nikhil Harry was activated off IR. So you and I talked about the importance of getting some help on that offense for Justin. There's been all this talk on Twitter where everybody wants the Bears to go after DJ Moore, right? And, and, right. and trade for him. But I'm like, hey, slow down, y'all. Let's see what Nikhil Harry can do. In addition to Darnell Mooney with Equinemius St. Brown, let's see what we got there, right? Cole Commit, he's starting to ascend a little bit. Let's see what we got. Let's, you know, let's pump our brakes a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Perez, I'm with you there, bro, because I do want to see what Nikhil Harry can actually do. Um, he may be a difference maker. You just never know. So let's give this guy a chance, man, to see what he can do with Money Moon and what that core group looks like all together. But then also going back to the Jalen Johnson news, right? That's going to be a big boost for our secondary. Yes, he's been because he's been out, and you know, once he comes back, that's one side of the field that Carson Wentz bet not. And Carson Wentz, listen to your boy Press. You better not look <laughs> over there on that side of that field. If you see thirty three, you better look the other way, son. <laughs> oh, look! I don't think Carson Wentz want no smoke with Jalen Johnson, man. I don't think he want that that work there. So he kind of knows what he probably up against to see if that guy out there thirty three. Listen, he, he, you could be a fool if you want. In the words of D Rose. <laughs> But So you were talking about some of the key players on Washington. So obviously Carson Wentz is a guy that's pretty polarizing. He's bounced around the league a little bit. I mean, at one point, man, he was one of the more promising quarterbacks in the league. And now I'm looking at this guy now. He's having a pretty average season for the commanders. He has not been that same quarterback that people thought he was going to be a couple years ago when he was the Eagles putting up those MVP-type numbers. So, you know, when I was breaking down some film on the last couple of games that I, that I observed with the commanders, right? one of the things with Carson Wentz that I think we could take advantage of in his matchup, A-Dub, is the fact that he holds on to the ball really long. He takes a lot of sacks, more sacks than he should, which in this matchup bodes well because you were in the last episode talking about the fact that our pass rush has to get there. Robert Quinn has to get there. Gibson has to get there. Muhammad's got to get there, right? We got to right. make sure that we're getting the pass rush going and going up against like going against a guy like Carson Wentz, ain't up. I feel really good about our chances. That's you're right with the fact that Carson Wentz holding the ball too long, Perez. That creates, as you saw in some of his previous games, where he actually starts to fumble the football, and then also throwing the ball away as well. You know, causing interceptions. But yeah, that's the thing when you put Carson Wentz putting that pressure on him, man, calls a lot. And with him holding the ball too long, you can see that the Bears can possibly get a chance to get those sacks right there. So Robert Quinn was struggling to get back there then. He should have an easier task getting back there now. The fact that Carson Wentz holding on to the ball. And then to piggyback off of that, if our pass rush can get home on him, then Carson Wentz is going to throw some of them ducks up there because that's another part of his game that's kind of been out there is throwing those picks. Yep. And so that is an opportunity, I think, for our defense going up against uh, Carson Wentz and that commander's offense, A-Dub. Yeah, this should be a good game for the defense, I think, for the defensive line, Press. 
I mean, he's, he's right. It's not just Robert Quinn. You're right, man. I like the fact of Travis Gibson, uh, even Dominique Robinson, those guys getting a chance to actually be able to battle and make some things happen. So overall, I'm looking at this defense like, hey, this should be a good game, hopefully for you all to be able to eat a little bit and shine out. Mm-hmm. Now, another guy, you talked about Brian Robinson earlier, and that's the talented running back who was shot. A lot of people thought he was going to miss the season. The fact that he's yeah. even back now and, and playing football, wow, says a lot about him and his determination. Yeah, it does. It's a, it's a feel-good story. Now, I hope on Thursday night this kid don't get <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? I hope it don't feel too good in that moment. After he was able to survive that horrific incident, Yeah, back to playing football and all that good stuff, wish him well. I just hope that we shut him down on Thursday night. Shut his <laughs> ass down. But, yeah, man, we got to start with shutting down that run, like you said, and it starts with shutting him down. True story. I talked about some of the weapons that Carson Wentz has to throw to. I mentioned Terry McLaurin. He signed a contract extension. That was a guy earlier in the offseason that I thought the Bears could have went out and got. I yeah. thought I was a trade target. It was out there. Washington locked him up. Curtis Samuel was another target that Carson Wentz has. Really speedy wide receiver there. So, I mean, he's got weapons, bro. Now, McLaurin hasn't had such a strong start to the season so far. And then when you look at a guy like Curtis Samuel, right, I feel like he's been pretty solid because he's leading the team in targets and receptions. So that's going to be a guy that's going to be really important to make sure that we're locking up, especially in the slot. He's probably going to go up against Gordon a lot. One of the things we talk about a lot on the show is that Gordon is going to continue to be targeted. And this matchup, I think Curtis Samuel versus Kyler Gordon is going to be a key matchup for us to, like, hone in on. And, Fred, I actually like that matchup, though, uh, with Curtis Samuel versus Calla Gordon, because this is where you start to see, hey, how much improvement has Calla Gordon made from, from week one to, to, to week six, right? And you can start to see some of those things. Because you're right, Curtis Samuel's a guy, man, that can move around. He's crafty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like this matchup, man. So let's see what our boy Calla Gordon can do against Samuel. Yeah, because to your point, yeah, he does get moved around the field, and you got to account for him, that playmaking ability and that speed. So that's definitely something yep. uh, that we need to uh, take a look at. Our old friend, Charles Leno, <laughs> that I appropriately named the turnstile from his time here in Chicago. He returns <laughs> to Soldier Field, man. He gets to start the left tackle, eh, Dub? That's my next key. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I want Robert Quinn to go after this guy early and often. We need to welcome him back to the city of Chicago with open arms. <laughs> I want to see the return of the turnstile. I need Robert Quinn to have two and a half sacks in this matchup going against Charles Leno. That is an opportunity right there. And I'll tell you one thing, man, their offensive line as a whole isn't that great. Charles Leno's actually been decent for the, for the commanders. I'm not even going to sit here and, and make fun of the guy. He's been decent for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, he However, has been. However, fuck all that decent. Robert <laughs> Quinn, show him that you're all pro. Go Get the job done. Another key, and it's going to be similar to a key that I made in the in the matchup against the Vikings. Jonathan Allen, defensive tackle for the Commanders. Hey, this guy last year had a really de- he had a really decent season. Everybody knows how I feel about this interior of this offensive line. So another key for me is how we match up in, in, in the interior of our line going up against Jonathan Allen, because he's got the ability on his own to collapse that pocket and make it really tough on Justin Fields. So hopefully our interior linemen, Mustafa, Patrick, are going to be able to contain this guy so Justin Fields has a clean pocket to throw from. 
Yeah, definitely. He's going to be contained for his. I saw what he did to Tannehill. I was like, man, that guy get back there. You know, yeah, this Tennessee, he really so. did. He really did. Yep. <laughs> so we got to be very careful with them, man, going forward. You're right. Got to block that guy. Because, okay, now that's one side of it. Now we got to think about just like other things on offense that we need to be focusing on that's going to make this a really good day or a really good evening for our team. Because our offense has been too turnover prone. We talked about it in the last episode, A-Dub. The yeah. fumbles are concerning. We got to do a better job, man, of protecting that football, man. Great teams, as you know, win the turnover battle. Yes. If you're a good football team, you just don't turn the football over. And right now, the Bears, we're neither of those things. When we turn that football over, bro, it increases our chances of just losing. And – we had two weeks back to back. Well, we just basically gave the game away. Yeah. We can't have that. We cannot have that, especially against Washington. Washington's a bad team. They have a defense, A dub, that does not get turnovers. So my thing is for us, we cannot give the ball away to a team like Washington. We cannot. Chris, <laughs> it's gonna be a fire alarm if we lose the turnover battle against the commanders. <laughs> That's where I will say the Bears will probably be in the uproar because you hit a good point about the commanders and what they are defensively and what they do. That is a team, like you said, don't create a lot of turnovers, but we are a team that's capable of doing so. So, therefore, we have to win that turnover battle against the commanders and not shoot our own selves in the foot like we did two weeks in a row. Yeah, and in addition to the point that you just made there, too, we also can't come out with some basic-ass, simple-ass game plan on offense or to the point that we both just made, we got to play mistake-free football if we don't. Yeah then we're putting ourselves in some, some situations. But we can't come out playing flat, especially two on defense. Now, Allen Williams, to his point, he took accountability for that. He's realizing his defensive units, A-Dub, cannot keep coming out flat. Right. Because what happened against the Vikings was inexcusable. That cannot happen against the commander. So I salute him for coming out and saying that and being stand-up in the press conferences. But, Coach, come on, man, have your team ready, baby. Have your team ready. We see that week after week, what has been going on in that first half. What's been going on with the first two, three drives? We have not gotten the job done like we should defensively. So you're right. Allen Williams, I'm glad you're taking ownership, man, because now you've been put on notice. So hopefully against the commanders, you show something different. I hope so too, man. I hope so too. I just want to see a complete game. That's yeah. it. I'm just, you know, I'm tired of these Taylor two halves that we talk about far too often on this show. Let's put a complete game together, man. It'd be nice, right? Allen Williams, it's your job to make sure that your unit is prepared and ready to go early on. That's on him. I'm glad that he took credit. I mean, I I'm glad that he took accountability for that. But they got to play better. Though that same unit, the way they, they play with that swag and confidence in the second half, they need to come out Thursday night from the opening kickoff playing like that, man. Like, you know what seriously. I'm saying? That's what we need. You come out, apply the pressure, get it going early. Uh, and the thing is, also, make quick adjustments, too. If you see something you don't like, you see something that's going to eat us up, Hey, make a quick adjustment. Let's not wait the halftime, as you and I talked about, to start to make these adjustments. Let's do it earlier and often. Yeah, but there ain't no need for the adjustments if you come out ready and prepared. You come That's out true. and punch those fucking people in the mouth, we good. <laughs> we good. Mike Tyson said the best. Everybody got a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> Right. And that's how that shit works, man. So my whole thing is we need to come out. We need to be the aggressor. We need yeah. to get things happening. And I think that's what you call setting us up for success right there. I already mentioned it earlier about 
the lack of run defense for the Bears defense. And I'm hoping just because the commanders don't have a really good running game that we might be able to win that matchup. But now when I'm looking at this Washington offense, as I mentioned earlier, with some of those weapons that Carson Wentz has at his disposal, our Bears pass defense has not been much better, right? They've been okay. So when you look at where Kirk Cousins and Jefferson did to us last week, hey, we cannot allow Carson Wentz to get hot. We cannot allow that man to get it in his mind that he's like a good quarterback. You can't let him start thinking that way. We need Carson Wentz to know who he is. Carson Wentz, I know earlier I was like, I ain't going to take a shot at you. Carson Wentz, you are trash. And he needs to be reminded that he's trash. We need to put the pressure on this guy and put this guy away early. Just bury him early. What you see happen sometimes with Carson Wentz, he do make some good deep ball throws when he got a lot of time. But the thing mm-hmm. is, if he's uncomfortable, though, those deep throws are off the mark. Let's make, like you said, make it very difficult for Carson Wentz to be comfortable in that back. Our offense is simple, man. Justin Fields, we got to protect him. Got to keep him from getting hit back there. Washington has one of the worst defenses in the in the NFL. But what they do really well, A-Dub, and I want to make sure that our audience hears me out on this. They do get after the quarterback. They lead they the NFL in quarterback knockdowns, and they get sacks. You know what I mean? So my whole thing here, the Bears offensive line has to stop that pressure. They're going to bring it in multiple ways. A-Dub, they like the blitz on that commander's defense. And they have 14 sacks on the season, as I mentioned earlier. We got to do a really good job of making sure that we protect Justin Fields, man, because our offensive line is not getting the job done this season for us. And we got to make sure, man, we protect this kid. He can't be hurried all damn day. There's so many times when I'm watching film breakdown, I'm looking at Sam Musfer not blocking a fucking soul. There should (laughs) never be a play where my center is just sitting here not touching anyone and my quarterback gets sacked. We have to make sure that we're accounting for people. Know your assignment. Block somebody. That's going to be a very important key, man, protecting Justin Fields. And I think having good design plays from Luke Getzey, understanding that, you know, I mean, he made some strides against the Vikings. But, again, going forward, you got to be able to read that and see it happening. You got to understand that, hey, like Chris talked about, this commander's team is going to blitz. What do you do? Some screen passes, get the ball out of Justin Fields' hands quickly, put him in rollout quickly, whatever you got to do. At the end of the day, it's all about making sure Justin Fields don't get hurt in a game like this here for the team that's going to be that aggressive and that risky. Well, the reason, and, 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 and to that point, A.W., the reason why I brought this up about their defense is because with a quarterback like Justin, who at times holds on to the football a little bit too long, who yep. takes a lot of sacks, right? Mm-hmm. Going against a unit like that, he's going to have to be decisive like he was against the Vikings, right? Because yes. those quarterback hits opens up the door for sacks. Those sacks open up the door for turnovers. As I mentioned Correct. earlier, we have to play mistake-free football on Thursday. We're going to have to, man. And I'm hoping, to your point with Justin Fields, that he continue to move in the right direction, Perez. Because I'll I tell you, man, you and I totally agree 100%. I guess the Vikings probably was his best game of the season. If he can pick up where he left off from there, Perez, on a short week, oh, man, that will be awesome. Yep. And now my last thing here to bring up to the to the audience you guys know I love when we run the football <laughs> but I think in this matchup though A-Dub I don't want us to run I don't want us to force the run there's sometimes where I think that we get a little bit too run happy in certain yeah. situations and I brought those up right there's certain situations where we need to be aggressive and throw the ball and the fact remains the A-Dub is I'm still waiting to see more balance 
coming from this offensive staff. Now, the Washington Commanders defense, they do give up a decent amount of yards per carry. So there is an opportunity there. But I also think there's an opportunity there to take advantage of that secondary of theirs because there's been all kinds of teams that have lit them up. Yes. The Jaguars, the Lions, the Texans. I mean, that, that fucking Lions game, Jared Goff was throwing that ball all over the fucking field on them, man. Yeah, and this could be a good time for Justin Fields, again, to show what he's capable of doing in the passing game. And you got Mooney probably versus, what, William Jackson? I know Jackson been hurt a little bit with his back and all that stuff, whereas they've been talking about. Um, I'm not sure how well he's going to be playing, but if he's best against Money Moon, you take full advantage of that. So that deep ball for you, Justin Fields, the Money Moon, or the Nikhil Harry should be available and should be open, man. So that passing game for the um, – I mean, our passing game could be something that could be could shine in this particular game, especially if we're doing some RPOs and things of nature where you talk about having some good balance and not trying to just run the football, but definitely understanding that, hey, the passing game could also work in this game as well. Well, yeah, because to that point, A-Dub, you got to look at it like this. The strength of that Washington Commanders defense is their front four, and I've already mentioned right. that. And so if that's their strength, then what we need to do is find a way to is to use the run game to set up those plays, whether it's pat, uh, yeah. whether it's play action, right, or whether uh-huh. it's us taking some of those shots, like you're saying to Darnell Mooney, hey, setting up some of them shots. Hey, where you taking the shots to Nikhil Harry, using a big body receiver, giving him a chance, throw the football up, let him make a play, right? Right. Those are the things that I'm hoping to see in this matchup on Thursday. Well, I'll say, Chris, the opportunity is actually there <laughs> because you already know the first thing that this commander seems gonna try to do anyway. It stop your boy Montgomery. That's probably their goal. As <laughs> you already know, if that's their case, that's what they all try to do. Hey, man, you got to check me on that. We know we can run the football on most teams in the NFL. Right. However, the teams that have beat this commander's team have thrown the ball well, and that's what I want to see us do. Obviously, we can run the football. Yeah, we can do that better than most teams in the NFL. But I want to be see us be able to do it on a consistent basis, A-Dub, is to throw the football. In the NFL – you got to throw the football, man. You got to score points. You got to put points on the board. That's what I want to see. That's when we know that this offense goes from being competent to a really good unit. Because I think that's what we want to continue to see from this team, to show progress. And if you take that next step in this progress, in this journey, you're putting yourself in a good position here. And I think that's what this Bears team is at right now. We talked about what they were against the Giants. We talked about before what they were against the Vikings. And now we say, hey, now you got the commanders you can make another step. So continue making that kind of progress, seeing these guys start to have some good chemistry on the field versus just in practice, that's going to be a good thing. I'm hoping the kill Harry can definitely show some signs. I know he hasn't played much at all for us with them being injured, but still, I think with him, what he gave able to bring, that can also be an asset. I hope so, man. Uh, Mooney needs the help, and so does Justin Fields. Yep. Hey, Doug, before we get out of here, man, score predictions for Thursday. What you got? 26. 18, Bears with the win. 26-18, a little unorthodox game right there. Okay. <laughs> All right, a little unorthodox joint. Okay, I see you, A-Dub. I have the Bears also winning. I have them winning 21-13. to 13. I think for any of our betters out there, the Bears are a .5 favorite. Man, just take the Bears' money line in this game. Don't even start messing around with these damn spreads that they be putting out there. Take the Bears' money line. I think they win this ball game. It's going to be an ugly football game. I mean, we both know these are two teams that are trying to find their way. I think we're the better football team. 
And also this, I just don't have a lot of respect for Carson Wentz. So there it is. Bears win. There we go, Chris. Bears get the dub. All right, audience. Listen, on this short week, me and your boy A-Dub have delivered once again. We appreciate your continued support of this platform. We're the Bears Essentials, and we are out this bitch. Bear down. <laughs>